This episode of the Badass Ladies Club is sponsored by Badass Retreats. It's time to make your healing a priority. Find out more at www.blcbadassretreats.com. Thank you so much for joining us again today. We are very honored and privileged to have you here with us. Um, Before we get started, I would just like to say call to action. Please continue to rate, review, share, like, subscribe, subscribe. Um, you check can f- out the Patreon, yes. like. Patreon, um, www.patreon.com slash the badass ladies club. Oh. We are also on Instagram at the badass ladies club. We are on Facebook, badass ladies, one word. Thanks. Facebook club. <laughs> and, um, yeah, thank you so much guys. So we are so excited to bring you today's episode. Today, we have the lovely Kat DeWitt with us. She is a shamanic astrologer, and we are so excited about this And on the summer solstice of all days, like, I, I was how like, appropriate. how did that line up? So um, before we get started with Kat, I'm going to hand it over to Laurie, and she's going to talk about our badass of the week. So we kind of have a theme going on today, guys. Um, Not again, not planned, but it's cool the way that things just fall into alignment because our badass of the week this week is one of our badass healers, Monica Kreider. Uh, Monica is a facilitator of shamanic breath work. She also does beautiful rituals and ceremonies like cacao ceremony and more than I could ever ramble off on a short uh, segment like this. But know this, Monica is a really impactful and phenomenal woman to be in her presence and her energy. And she's done so much, um, for me just working through shamanic breathwork and watching her work with other people. Like I'm so excited to have her on the show and on the solstice on the same day that we get cat. So, um, I love it. The planets are aligning guys, (laughs) Monica, get on this podcast. We're so excited to have you. And now let's talk shamanic astrology. Oh my gosh, cat. Our shamanic astrologer. So Laurie and I have said on previous episodes that we have both had our birth charts read from you. And today we're going to lay them over one another. I mean, I think that's the plan. But let's have other conversation first. I was about to say it starts starts from the beginning. way before our charts. Yes. um, For sure. So Kat, I'm so excited that you're here today and uh, thank you for joining us. Tell us a little bit about where you're joining us from, because part of what makes this so cool is to know what's going on in your world right now. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. And it's just wonderful to be in your company and the company of my friend, Monica. It's just all so magical. And yes, the stars are aligning in so many ways. Um, And I'm, I'm a nomadic, um, I'm a nomadic shamanic astrologer. And at this moment, I'm at the gates of Yellowstone National Park and um, going to a place called Lamar Valley this evening to go see if I can catch the wolves. So I'm feeling the magic in the air. Yes. um, That's so awesome. So thanks again for joining us from outside of Yellowstone. I wish I was there right now. Seriously. Soak it up for us. We should all be in that van right now. (laughs) It'd be kind of crowdy, but (laughs) girl party. Um, Kat, tell us... (laughs) What is um, 
shamanic astrology and how did you find your way to it as a profession like this? Because for somebody like me meeting you at this stage of the game, I'm like, okay, so Kat must have like come out of the womb doing shamanic astrology. Like it's so, uh, <laughs> tell us a little more about it. Yeah, I, I sometimes often feel that that's the case. Um, it's interesting. Um, I've always been into astrology. And um, about four years ago, I was traveling in Bali and had a reading and did some shamanic breath work with my teacher, Levi Banner. And uh, little did I know, but my activation in my reading was going to be a game changer and life-changing experience. So I spent the last couple of years training and learning and apprenticing with Levi and Daniel Giamario in Bali, doing lots of readings. And about a year ago, I decided um, I came back to the United States and decided to become a full-time astrologer. So uh, it's a very magical paradigm. Um, Daniel Giamario channeled this paradigm very different than traditional Western astrology. He uh, spent 13 lunar cycles in Joshua Tree at Grandfather Rock and channeled this beautiful paradigm. Um, it's very much based on archetypes. And, um, you know, a lot of astrology is based on sun signs. People think, oh, I'm a Gemini. Oh, I'm a Sagittarius. But what we find out when we use this paradigm is you're an entire medicine wheel of wholeness and empowerment when we look at all the archetypes and the placements, which I'm sure you two both found out. And we're surprised that you're so much more than your sun sign. So that's yes. really one of the main differences of shamanic astrology. Um, there's 144 different storylines when you look at the mystery schools and the archetypes. And then another big piece of it is the intersacred marriage. So um, lots of different angles and ways that you can look at it, but very different than traditional astrology. So I have a lot of people that come to me that have had readings and they're just blown away by the uniqueness of this, of this special paradigm. It seriously blew me away for sure. Blew me away. And Kat, I re-listened to our session this morning and that inner sacred marriage piece for me. Oh my gosh. Was, I mean, listening to it for a second time, I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. My Venus and my Mars and everything just made so beyond much perfect sense. sense. <laughs> yes. I also love how you know, like I've listened to mine, I think three times now. And that every time I listen to it, I hear things I didn't hear before, you know, like it's just, sometimes I think I just wasn't even ready. Like that now that I've listened to it and I've clicked off at what, three or four weeks since we did it, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm a totally different Laurie. Like now I get what you're trying to say. Um, so yeah, it's a real cool journey that it, activates new things in you every time you experience this reading mm -hmm. and thanks for putting them on audio file like that. That's really helpful. Yes, like, um, as a, um, client, yeah. I guess, I mean, it's just, it's so helpful. Um, I love having it to refer back to. It's been really cool. Totally. Um, so one thing, yeah, uh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, the, the, the way that it's also shamanic is that it's a living, breathing organism. You're reading when we go into the chart, it's always changing. It's kind of always shifting. It's very magical. I, um, I got Levi to dig deep into his files and we found my reading from four years ago. Oh, wow. So I, I listened to that and it's just, it's quite mind blowing. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And back to what you were saying, like people most 
identify with their sun signs. Laurie and I have talked about this yeah. a lot. I've always identified as a Capricorn. You're born January 13th. You're a Capricorn. There it is. Laurie's always identified as a Cancer. Big time. Um, so real quick, I'm a Capricorn sun, a Cancer moon, and a Leo rising. Laurie? I'm a Cancer sun, a Gemini moon, and a Cancer rising. Lots of crab. Lots of crab in there. <laughs> and tricksters. Um, Perfect. Yeah. But um, there's also so much more. And, you know, like, I guess this is what I'm understanding about the shamanic astrology, because you were speaking so much about like what was different than like traditional astrology with it is also that like it activates something in you when you experience this, you know, like process which is what's so cool about listening to it repetitively. And that um, sometimes that having a shamanic astrologer is so much more about like you understanding yourself instead of like you understanding how planets and stars are going to like have an effect on you, you know, like mm -hmm. it's very different like that. And sometimes traditional astrology makes me feel kind of helpless, you know, like, oh, well, this is just the way it's going to be. So I might as well fall, you know, like into that. But shamanic astrology, I've not had that experience with, like, it's been very empowering and just reassuring, but only because it makes me more aware of me, not because it makes me more aware of, you know, like all yeah. of these things that are happening around me. I feel that. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. I mean, it's really all about a relationship with ourselves, with the planets. Uh, it's a, as above, so below, as within, so without. Yeah. So the, the microcosm is affecting the macrocosm. And even if we're not understanding exactly what's going on, um, really, it's a very comprehensive way to be in relationship with the celestial bodies and understanding how these archetypes can empower ourselves. And when I read the charts, it's just really reading your own, your own blueprint. So it's just really a beautiful process. And the charts that you did for us were like our natal charts that were based on the date, uh, the and time, time and the year. So like what things look like the second, yeah, yeah, that we hit, uh, the earth. And that's really cool. I think that it's so based on when your experience starts, yeah. um, in the world. Um, so real quick, I wanted to break down like what that sun, moon, rising yeah. thing is, um, because Kat, you explaining that to me and like what the three roles are was so helpful because just earlier this year, um, Laurie and I had a business conference through our yes. salon <laughs> where part of the, um, Homework, homework right. that we had to do to prep was to find out your sun, your moon, and your rising. And I was like, I don't even know what any of that means, but okay. Um, <laughs> and even then when we did the seminar, they didn't explain it. We still didn't find out what it meant. Still didn't like... know what it meant. So when you explained it to me about like the lineage versus the present and all that, it just, I was like, Oh, this makes so much more sense. So do you mind breaking that down for anyone who's yes. never heard that? No, not at all. I can give a brief um, overview. And uh, I was just going to say, just for people that don't know, when you're born, the exact minute gives us a map of the sky of all the different planetary placements. And another interesting fact, just to go back to the importance of the sun, but where it kind of plays into it all is that horoscopes actually mean the scope of your rising sign. It actually does not have anything to do with your sun sign, but it was 
created for newspapers, I believe back in like the 1920s. So they called it horoscope, which is actually your rising sign, but they're basing it on the sun. (laughs) So it's saying that every single person born within a month period is going to have the same prediction, which as you know, looking at both of y'all's charts, which is very interesting because y'all have very similar placements, but very different a whole as a wholeness piece. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted right. to kind of give some history of that. Yeah, I love if it. If we were looking at sun signs, they'd be called helioscopes. So very interesting marketing tool that they used, which, you know, it's not even really that relevant. Right. So if we take a deeper dive with this paradigm, we're kind of looking at three parts of a symphony. We're looking at a past, a present, and a future. And your past is your moon sign. It's your lineage. It's how you came in. It's your knowing um, past lives. It's kind of what you already are an expert in. So you don't really have to relearn that in this lifetime. And then your tools or your present that you come in learning, it's kind of like the classes that we signed up for are your Mars, your Venus, your Sun, and your Mercury. So the Sun still is important. It's the fuel that you burn. Um, It's kind of the the petrol and the Mercury is your engine. So still very relevant, but just in the context of these tools that you signed up for. And then your rising sign is your life purpose. It's uh, It's your personal identity project. So that's a very brief overview, but kind of gives you a scope of what we look at. And then, of course, we dive much deeper into all of that with the readings and whatnot. Mm. So much. Yes. I mean, yeah. So what was so interesting about my personal reading, and I want to get into like how mine and Laurie's overlap for sure. But what I loved about my personal reading that I was like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that totally makes sense was because I am a cancer moon. You told me that I came into this realm already a mother. And that made so much sense to me because it, and you said I had a little Gemini flavor, which I was like, you at first, (laughs) I, no offense, Gemini's, I, I, I love you guys. I just, some Gemini's I know that whole like two person thing. I'm like, that's Gemini's you're wild. Okay. So, um, it made so much sense to me because I was the responsible mama bear friend. I always had fun. Like you said, with my Gemini flavor, I would dance and I would party, but I was always reserved and like, I wouldn't allow myself to get totally out of control because I still wanted to be looking over everyone else. Yes. And Laurie's like, yes, that's exactly how the way that we roll with (laughs) Jessica. Um, and that, it's it's so interesting because you also said that like you kind of phase out of that cancer moon, that lineage around 29, I became a mother at 29 mm-hmm. to Adelaide. And I don't know if I'm going to have any more children. I might, but I kind of feel complete with that. Cause I'm kind of like, yeah, okay. I've done the mom thing. <laughs> Still doing, doing it, it obviously, but it well, like- you know, I I just at this moment don't have any like desire, like I'm not having baby fever or anything is what I'm saying. But, um, 
And then like the coolest part was that I'm a Leo rising and you're like, so you're going from mother to queen. And I was like, you're damn right. I am. I love this. Well, in that my moon sign is in Gemini. And so that was so interesting to hear about all of that. Cause I was like, yeah, twenties. Yeah. Okay. Early thirties. And when things shift and now I'm shifting into this totally different season, you know, uh-huh. um, where I'm embracing a lot of queen Leo, you know, energy. Anyway, we're not going to get into all the details. You guys are going to see it here in a minute, but it just is so amazing how many signs I never knew I had such big connections to until we started working it together. And then I was like, Oh my gosh, now I get it. Like it all means so much more than I thought that it did. Um, and I could, go, like you said, we could do 10 hours worth of podcasts on what all of these archetypes mean and how, um, how much it helps you grow just as a human, because sometimes humaning is hard y'all. Yeah. All right. Like I'm struggling and this kind of thing is really helping me uh, navigate all of that for sure. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's meant to do. The archetypes are there to empower and you know, given hundreds of readings, people, not many people walk away and say that makes so much sense, or they felt some sort of divide in themselves. And uh, almost, I hear a lot of people say, Oh yeah, I, somebody told me I was a cancer my whole life, but you know, they have Mars and Venus both in Leo Mm -hmm. and a Sagittarius rising. It's like, it's, it can be very empowering to know of these other archetypes that, that you're living and learning about. Um, and that's the whole point is, is knowing and being participatory is half of it. Yeah. It feels good. So I think that the next thing that I was really wanting to make sure that we got into today is this, uh, inner sacred marriage conversation, because, like you were saying about the sun and moon and rising, like I had never even heard of an inner sacred marriage or what that represents in your chart, you know, and it has been hugely impactful for me now that I've learned that and have read more about it and have been studying it. I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling this. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about the inner sacred marriage? Yeah, so the intersacred marriage is very unique to the shamanic astrology paradigm. And it's basically looking at your Venus and Mars sign. And as your inner divine feminine, your inner divine masculine, how they create a power couple within you. And we're really not taught this piece of self-empowerment. So what most people do is they project it on the outside. And they might do it through a partner. You might have Pluto on your chart that makes you a shadow magnet. I mean, there's all different ways that it can show up. But again, it's going back to that piece of just knowing that you have an inner divine feminine and an inner divine masculine that are working together in support of your mission that can just be hugely impactful for people just to even know. And then when you start to work with those energies and work with those paradigms and work with those visuals, it it can, I mean, it's taken me years and I'm still processing and, and will be for the rest of my life. It's like there, those archetypes on your natal chart are there for your entire life. Yeah. And it's so awesome to think about being able to call on those, you know, qualities when you need them. Um, so, it makes a huge difference. What is your inner sacred so marriage? My Venus is in Leo and my Mars is in Virgo. Mm. Right? I'm like, yes. Yeah. I made note. <laughs> queen and the, the, the queen and the priest. The queen and the priest. That's my inner sacred marriage. Mine 
is, let me make sure I say this right. My Venus is in Sagittarius and my Mars is in Aries. Woo. Oh, lots of fire. Hot here, y'all. <laughs> yes. I, I like to call the double fires, uh, fireballs. Yes. Yeah. I got a major <laughs> fireball on that one, but Kat, when you and I were having our session, it made total sense with, um, my Mars being in Aries, because we talked about how, um, that I seek out partnerships where like, I'm almost projecting that kind of Aries energy and like, I can't be with people who I'm mothering because I've done that. Right. Yeah. Had that, that experience. Yes. So, um, when I heard it again this morning, I was like, oh my God, I forgot about this part. Yes. Yes. Needed that. It's also so funny how so much of it is like a gut punch that you're like, oh, and then you're like, okay, fine. I get it now. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk about our charts because when I got my reading with Kat, then I obviously like immediately called Jessica and was like, oh my God, you got to hear about this, you know? And then she got her reading. So it wasn't until I had had some distance from mine before Jessica mentioned that you started to talk about how our charts were working together a little bit. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. In my session, Kat, you had mentioned a little bit about Laurie's chart and I was like, well, that's interesting. So that's when we kind of came up with this idea of like, well, what if we laid them over one another yeah. and we did that episode? And That'd that's be cool. a whole thing. All right. Yeah. Here so come on, Kat, give it to us. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. So of course I read for Lori and then very soon afterwards read for you and just seeing the patterning and all of it before I even looked at the direct synastry, y'all have so much of a an essence that's very similar between the two of you. So it's like, it was obvious to me. And then of course we can look at the chart and that gives us proof. And, uh, you know, it kind of gives us the support, but looking at just your true essence, you both have so many different archetypes that are working together, but also past into future. Jessica, you have your moon and cancer. Lori, you're a cancer rising. You both have the Leo piece. So you can see where the past and the future is working together on your charts. And you can see the common threads, or at least I can. Just y'all are almost a perfect mirror for each other. And y'all are obviously walking in a similar path. So to me, that would say, oh, it looks like they probably have past synastry and they're obviously moving together and moving forward. Hence the Badass Ladies Club forming that. And it's really great. You can look at astrology that, con that confirms all of that. So I would say in essence, just looking at y'all and just reading for you all, wow. And then, you know, we laid the charts on, on top of each other and that's where it gets really fascinating. <laughs> yeah. We're going to post, uh, the charts with this, um, episode, like in the notes and then obviously on social media. So anybody who wants to see it, yeah, when you so sent cool. it to me, I was like, whoa, <laughs> you know, cause we had talked about it a little bit, but when you see it, it's like, it's eerie. Yeah. And cool. Yeah. It was really cool to see. <laughs> I love it. Um, I also love that you got Adelaide's chart read, I you know, did. Um, I had Adelaide's chart read and I think that is so cool. And now I'm like fascinated with the idea of like my whole immediate family doing it. Like my mom and dad need to do it. My brother, and maybe I'll get Aubrey's done. And like, I just think it's so fascinating and cool to see how these relationships align based on some of these readings. Now that I know that that's a thing. Yeah. So Kat, do you remember my daughter's chart? I don't know if you like, I, we didn't, a lot of it. 
What? <laughs> she has a lot of Aries. Oh, I believe that. Oh, <laughs> I feel it yeah. every single day. She does have a lot of Aries. But what I found so cool and interesting is that when I was pregnant with Adelaide, I just, it was like I already knew her. Mm-hmm. And I already knew that she was going to be this powerful. I could feel this energy in my womb. Like whatever's going to come out of me is going to be a powerhouse. Hold on. Um, world. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what I thought was really cool when you had read her chart for me, which anyone out there, if you want your child's chart read, Adelaide's was very short because she's only five years old. Right. But um, you talked about my chart compared to hers. And I don't think that you laid them over one another necessarily like you did for Laurie and I, but that you said that it's not opposite, but that like I came into this world as a mother, she's leaving this world as a mother. Mm -hmm. And like, so we're kind of like, we can help each other in that way and guide each other in that way. And there were many other things. I didn't have a chance to listen to Adelaide's this morning. I really, really wanted to, but I ran out of time. Um, well, for the second time, obviously I heard it the first time, but, um, so yeah, Adelaide's chart was really cool. Everything, everything you said, Kat, I was like, yep, that's my kid. (laughs) I know she will. I know she will, you know, um, Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember what you said. I think you said that she's coming in as like this explorer, but I'm leaving as like this explorer warrior queen woman. And so, yeah, it's just like these opposite synchronicities. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just like the planets, you know, we're all teaching each other. We're, we're guides for one another. Um, just like Ram Das says, we're all walking each other home. Right. Mm-hmm. So even looking at you and Lori's very strong past life connection, Mars on the South node, you guys were familial comrades, very close, almost familial. So I'm wondering if when you first met, there was instant connection because the way your chart reads, it would be like you would meet and you would, you would know that we had a life past life together and we're going to have a life in this time together. That's so cool. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, because when we met, like when we met, I was traveling a lot and uh-huh. I don't remember I remember the time that we met and I don't remember students in classes, you know, like that was such a long time ago, you mm-hmm. know, but I totally remember the first makeup class that you were in. And I was like, yeah, Jessica, like I, I know Jessica. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I love that. It was a pretty instantaneous connection, right. but we also had a workplace in common. Right. Um, that, and like friends connected yes, threads. It in was different places. very weird because I was like, Oh, I know that person. Oh, I know that person. Oh, I know that person. How have we never met before? It was like, we but knew we each had. other. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, and it was if weird. Had, we didn't yes, know each other. Yeah. Like, we had, obviously. Here we are. Yeah. Um, yeah. So awesome. I love, love, love this, uh, part of it. So one thing I just wanted to also is that your Leo rising and your Leo Venus, Lori, that's a very progressive way of looking at, you know, of course you're doing Badass Ladies Club. Of course you met and you felt like you knew each other. Of course you're doing a podcast where you're being seen and recognized and, and 
the stars. So I just love there's there's so much synergy in your charts, but those were two really big pieces that speak to definitely past lives together, definitely progressive in the chart will be working together. Yeah, that was a cool part about the reading was um, when I had talked to Kat so much about Badass Ladies Club and like some of the things that you and I have dreamt about mm-hmm. and like our goals and ambitions, she was like, that's in the stars for it's you. happening. Yeah. Like, um, that's, <laughs> that's going to happen. Well, and you know, the Leo thing, when you said that she called out Gemini on you and you were like, ugh, like that is exactly <laughs> the noise I made when she was talking to me about my <laughs> Venus being in Leo. I was like, what? And she was like, honestly, if somebody were to ask you what your sun sign was right now, you should just tell them you're a Leo. And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, no. Like, and, but so, um, interesting how we've both been like in the middle of this shift and the shift does move so strongly towards this queen energy. And, you know, I've been spinning out on this queen thing for, you know, months, like just trying to find these like synchronicities in it and step into it a little bit. And man, it's so neat the way that our charts just reaffirm that that's what we're going for. And to your point, Kat, that the Badass Ladies Club is like popping, you know, like through all of this, the timing of when we launched this podcast is really cool to look at in the stars and the alignment. So yeah, there's no accidents. No accidents. And a huge cancer piece, you know, how you are nourishing other people. Uh, Last night with the solstice, when the sun went down, the um, sun went into cancer. So it's no coincidence that we're also, I've got Venus in cancer, moon in cancer and cancer rising here. It's all about giving nourishment to other people. So I, I know that along with the queen energy, there's a lot of mother energy there too. Huge, huge. Speaking of... When this episode airs, what did we say? It would be July 5th. 5th? Is that what we said in our pre-interview? So could you give our listeners a... Um, What's going to be going on on July yeah, 5th? Yeah, like what, what should people take into consideration with each other? You know, you talk about cancer that right now we need to be nourishing each other. Will it still be that way July 5th? Like what's going to be going on? Well, we have just come out of a really big cycle. So I'm sure everybody's kind of feeling uh, the need to take a deep breath. We just had the huge solar eclipse. We just had this Mercury in retrograde, which will end tomorrow, which will be over in July. Um, But yeah, this, this cancer season, it's just really a time to be looking at how we take care of ourselves. Um, It's fascinating too, because Venus and Mars are both going to be going into Leo during cancer season. They'll actually meet up in the sky visibly. And uh, it's fascinating because just like we're talking about this queen and mother energy, that's going to be very much part of our lives. So as much as we want to nourish other people, it's going to be a lot of autonomy and sovereignty and how we nourish ourselves and Mm -hmm. what can we let go of. This year is very much umbrella over contracting and expanding and feeling uh, that things are really popping off, but then holding on to things that we know we need to let go of. So all of 2020 is very much in that new and old energy. And I feel like July is just going to be more of that with Venus and Mars, both in Leo, but we have the sun in Cancer. So just something to keep in mind as we stay sovereign, but yet we nourish ourselves and be kind to others. Wow, Kat. Like, (laughs) wow. Um, 
I feel so seen right now. Right. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, like, the, stop with this witchcraft cat. Oh my God. Oh my God. You're like reading me right now. Well, and isn't that interesting though? Because like so many people just want to be seen, you know, like yeah. that's what, that's all any of us really want is to like, feel like we're understood and heard and seen and felt and yeah, everything you just said about July, like tied up in a neat bow is exactly how I'm feeling mm-hmm. about it right now. So uh, that's amazing. I want to make sure that we talk about your workshop series. Yes, that is exactly what I was about to say. I mean, synchronicities. I know. Um, Because you have some really amazing workshops that it sounds like you're going to be doing monthly. Like, tell us more about this. Yeah, so June was the first month and uh, looking to continue that, whether I do it monthly or bi-monthly, but uh, we'll be doing two-part series. So the first part will be people that want to actually get into the astrology, the natal chart reading, learning all about the archetypes and um, how you can do many readings for other people. You could take somebody's chart and actually look at their moon, their Venus and Mars and their rising and kind of give give them an, an idea. So it's basically to empower people people that want to learn more about astrology. And then the second one is going to be focused more about relationships and the inner sacred marriage piece. I mean, we briefly, briefly spoke about it today, but there's just so much more with why we're in relationships, what causes you to pick certain partners, um, strengthening your own inner relationship, because that's really what it's all about. So that's going to be my focus for uh, this two-part series that I'll be offering for the next couple months. Oh my gosh. Y'all jump on it. I'm so excited to get in on some of these for sure. No kidding. Um, It's really cool. Yes. So, well, and I feel like it's a lot like shamanic breath work in respect to the fact that like once you've experienced it and you've had like the transformative process that comes on the other side of that, that, um, you just want to know more and you want to be engulfed in that energy more. Well, and this is what I love about shamanic work in general, whether it be astrology breath work, no matter which way you're going, is that we are all our own shamans. Thank you. We are all our own healers. And what I loved about this reading, which we may have touched on earlier was, Kat, you're not telling me or Laurie or anyone else, this is what's going to happen. This is the way it is. Because Before you even read any of my chart to me, we had a brief conversation. You're like, tell me what's going on in your life right now. What, you know, and you asked me a few questions and you were like, okay, great. So you just read your own chart. Yeah. Like, you know, you already know. And it's the same with breath work, which hopefully when Monica comes on, we can, we're going to talk about, talk about how you're your own healer, but it's, it it's beats- not someone telling you who right. you are. You already know who you are. Like my reading was just extremely confirming and validating. Nothing Kat said really surprised me. I was just like, oh, that's what I've been feeling. Yeah, totally. Because I've done my whole life as like this earthy, logical, reasonable Capricorn. But inside me, I've always felt like this fiery, like, totally. I want to be riskier and explorative and, you know, and so everything she said, I was like, yeah, totally. It's also so much about remembering like the, yes, the, you're not broken, you know, like we're not fixing anything about you in shamanic practices. It's so much more about like, you already have everything you needed, Dorothy. Like you just had to learn it for yourself. And that because of that, it's so re- like, there's nothing wrong with you. You're just remembering everything you've been untaught basically. Yeah. 
which yeah, and and it's I mean, of course, like you said, we could wax and wane all day about astrology and the charts and this and that, but everybody's just doing their own chart. So, what happens during these readings is you're taking uh, you're taking a little bit of time out to kind of look at the structure of it. And, and I love, I have a lot of Gemini in my chart and Leo and cancer and Virgo and all the things, but Gemini's are storytellers. So I love giving people the visions. I love giving people the mythology, um, just talking about the archetypes. It's so fun and empowering. And it really gives people a piece that they can walk away with that. They're like, Oh yeah, I'm a fireball or all the, the queen archetype, even just knowing that you have the queen is just something to even sit with. So I, I just love that piece of it all. And um, I always tell people it's not predictive. It's just mainly a confirmation. And, and like you said, a remembrance. Yeah, that's a perfect way to say it. It's, it's not predictive. Yeah. It's just remembering who the hell you are. If you are, y'all. <laughs> um, so yes, Definitely look into Kat's workshops, but then there's also this idea that she can read charts for you, that there are so many deep dive aspects to reading a chart in the first place. And all of those things can apply over the course of a lifetime, you know, right. like, and and I, I was about to say, so Kat, you, you did mention to us in our pre-interview that you essentially can get your charts read many times, right? Like that you can have repeat customers like Solari and I can come back and have it read. Is it like the same natal chart and it just depends on where we are in life or like, how does that work? Yeah. So, so basically kind of what I'm working on right now is I do a lot of one-on-one -on -one readings where we go in to read your natal chart. We do the activation of all your archetypes and we look at that. And what I'm finding is that a lot of people are really desiring to do longer work mm -hmm. with the archetypes with their chart. And, um, that would be ideal is to have, um, you know, clients where I'm working with them, but everything is based on their natal chart. So you get the initial activation and then every time you want to drop in or go back into your chart, I mean, we can look at all kinds of things on the chart yeah. and gotcha. uh, yeah, it can be just one month after the reading, you could do it on your birthday every year. You could work with me for a month um, and do consecutive sessions with me. I just did a reading for somebody. Um, this was maybe her third or fourth dive into her chart within a year. And this whole time, uh, the, the last reading I did with her, we just looked at the aspects on her, on her chart. So that was something we had never even spoken about, which that's kind of looking at your challenges, just some of yeah. the blocks or what gotcha. we like So to it may depend on your initiator. intention or, Hey, I want to deep dive into this Venus Mars thing or yes. I want to, so that's kind of what that is. That's well, cool. And it's just like anything else. Like there's, we could talk for all episode just about the intersacred marriage and still not have enough, you know, time to talk about all Let's of it. Do that, it. Yeah. I mean, I know. Right? I mean, that's a great today, idea. But actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, yeah, there's so much in a natal chart that just in an initial reading, you're getting like a tiny taste of each one of these areas, but to have a whole session where we could like jump into one of those, depending on what kind of crisis I'm in at the moment, honestly, like, you know, I feel like that's a, it's such a great resource and tool. I'm excited to learn more about all of it. Same. Yeah. 
Well, and I was just going to say, you're sometimes in a cycle. So you could be experiencing all kinds of things and you don't want to go to somebody that's just going to say, well, you know, get over it. Or maybe you want to do this. You might be in a Pluto cycle affecting your Venus, which would maybe bring out some financial or health concerns. So having an astrologer gives you a very different take on just what the day-to-day things that people go through in life. It's kind of like another edge, another way of looking at things that can be very, very helpful. Yeah, which I think to our point all episode is like the biggest difference between what I assumed astrology worked like in my life before I did this, which was a, you know, horoscope that you read that's clumped in with a month worth of other people's alignments and that the details that we're getting out of it being custom to the minute I came in is making all of the difference in the world right now. So, mm-hmm. um, you guys check out what cat has going on at, on Instagram. She's at matriarch medicine. It's a beautiful page. Um, I could just, I could spend hours scrolling your pages and reading about all of the cool stuff. Like it's a wealth of knowledge and you can learn so much just by following her on Instagram, but you'll also learn about the readings and the workshops and all the cool things and all the cool travels. Like I'm so excited to see where you uh, go next and what kind of beautiful uh, situation you get yourself into. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, Guys, we really appreciate you joining us here today. And if uh, this episode spoke to you or you want to know more or talk more about shamanic astrology, um, get with us because we are loving sharing what Kat's doing. And I know I'm going to be getting more deep dive uh, readings done. Mm -hmm. And maybe we can um, post about that and talk a little bit about it so we can see what's up with uh, my inner sacred marriage and all of my other business going on. (laughs) (laughs) Your Uranus cycle that you're going through this year. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Yes. We didn't even get into that, but that is definitely for another day for sure. (laughs) Totally. Like Laurie is like one of those memes you see of like where people, um, like look like they've just come out of a fire and they're like, their hair is all crazy and they're like soot all over them burnt to a crisp. And it's like, I'm fine. Everything's fine. fine. It's okay. That's Laurie right now. So, (laughs) and I'm feeling it, but just in a different phase. We're all, we're all feeling it. We're all there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, you badasses have an awesome day. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time. Thank you guys. Thank y'all. This is wonderful. Y'all are amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you.